No. Okay. Here we go. Um, good to see you guys tonight. Thanks for coming. Real quick. So, tonight we're continuing our series talking about who Jesus is and really just walking through the Gospel of Matthew just to learn the teachings of Jesus. What did he do? What did he come here for? And what did he really teach? In Jesus, it's kind of an obvious statement, but Jesus teaches us God's word. And it's not just that Jesus taught God's word when he was here, but Jesus still teaches God's word to us today. Christ still speaks. Christ still speaks to us. Jesus said that he calls us just like a shepherd calls his sheep. He says, my sheep hear my voice. And so if you are a follower of Christ, that means that you have heard his voice. doesn't mean it had to be some sort of audible thing you know, from the sky or, or something like that, but you have heard his voice in your heart in some way to where God has drawn you to himself. So Jesus still preaches. Jesus still teaches us the word of God. And we respond in different ways to God's word. And right now what we're looking at in Matthew chapter 13, Jesus is going to talk about the different ways that people can respond to God's word. Okay, so we're going to pick it up in Matthew Uh, chapter 13, verses 1 through 8. It says, Later that same day Jesus left the the house and sat beside the lake. A large crowd soon gathered around him, so he got into a boat. Then he sat there and taught as the people stood on the shore. He told many stories in the form of parables, such as this one. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath. The birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rocks. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. But the plants soon wilted under the hot sun. Since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, even 100 times as much as had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. So a parable is a story that Jesus tells. It's some sort of, it's a metaphor. It's, it's, it's an example. It's a fictional story that Jesus is telling to illustrate a truth. And the truth that Jesus is illustrating is that different people respond to God's word in different ways. I read this story of uh, Franklin Roosevelt, an old president. And as president, I'm sure you guys have even seen videos of the president. They, they go to shake hands with people. And like there's this long line of people that presidents shake hands with again and again and again. And like, I've, I've thought of this, I don't know if you ever thought of this, but I thought like, that's a lot of hands to touch. That's like a little bit excessive, I think. But presidents have to shake a lot of hands. And President Franklin Roosevelt, during all these inter, in, different interactions, he thought that whenever he said something to a person, they weren't really listening to what he was saying. And so he had an idea to just do an experiment. His experiment was to each person along this long line of people that he was shaking hands with, he was going to tell each one of them, kind of in a quiet voice, but still loud enough for them to hear, I murdered my grandmother. So he goes down this line of people and he says, I murdered my grandmother. Like, oh, that's so great, sir. Good job. I murdered my grandmother. Oh, it's so good to see you too. And he goes down this whole line of people till he gets to the very end. And then it's an ambassador from Bolivia. He says the same thing. I murdered my grandmother. And finally, somebody actually listened, and the ambassador from Bolivia said, I'm sure she had it coming. (laughs) We hear hundreds of messages every single day. Every sentence has a message. 
Every video on TikTok has a message. Every lesson you guys learn in class has a message. Every article of clothing could have a message. Every look, every time someone talks to you, maybe every time someone doesn't talk to you, there are messages that are being communicated to us all the time, but are, are we really hearing them? And are we really understanding what they're saying? Or are we just saying, nice to see you too? Are you listening to the messages? If we really took the time to listen to the messages that are being communicated to us, maybe we would agree with those messages, or maybe we would disagree with them. Maybe if we studied those messages a little bit more, we would find ourselves strongly more in line with those messages or further away from those messages. The most important messages that we listen to are the messages that have to do with our identity and our purpose for being here. And where do we go for eternity? These are the big questions. And we have things telling us all the time about these questions, answers to these questions. And so there's lots of different views on this, but the truth that God gives us in his word, he calls this message the gospel. And here Jesus is explaining the different ways that people respond to the message of the gospel. Do they really hear it? Do they respond to it in this half-hearted way to where it's just kind of like this casual conversation that as people respond to the president, but as the king of the universe communicates the gospel message to us, do we really listen to it and understand what it means for us in our hearts? Jesus gives some examples of how people respond, and he, and he explains what they mean later on in the same chapter. So we're going to go through each of these real briefly here, starting out in Matthew 13, 18 through 19. Now listen to the explanation of the parable of the, of the farmer planting seeds. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. The evil one comes away and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. So just earlier, he gives this image of a sower throwing out seeds. A farmer's throwing out seeds wherever they would fall. Some of these seeds fall on the pathway. A pathway is not a great place for a seed to grow. For starters, it's a pathway. So there's feet stepping there. Plants can't grow where feet are stepping. You see this every time you go on a hike in the woods or something like that. The, the trail gets carved out because people are walking down that trail. But also the birds, the sparrows, come and eat the seeds off of the pathway. The seeds don't really have time to grow. They don't really have the place to grow. And sometimes people don't take the time to hear God's message. That's who these people are. Some people don't take the time to hear God's message. The seed gets thrown out by the sower everywhere. It lands on the path. The birds come and take it away. They eat the seed before it can even grow. It doesn't have time to grow. Because if the seed had time to grow, then the birds, they don't swoop down to like take up a whole plant, right? Birds don't do that. The seed needed time to grow. It needed time to understand, to listen to the message that the sower is giving out, the farmer is giving out. So the enemy takes advantage of that and distracts them with other stuff so they can't grow. The enemy takes advantage of that and he takes the message of the gospel away from them. Because it didn't land on good soil to where they really were able to hear it at that time. Matthew 13, 20 through 21. 
The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they won't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. So the next, the next seed example that he gives us is seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. And so these seeds, on the, on the appearance, the dirt of these seeds is actually good dirt. But just a few inches underneath, or maybe not much less than that, there's rock there. And these plants weren't able to build deep roots because of the rocks. And Jesus says when your faith doesn't have deep roots, when the sun comes up, the sun scorches it away. Because it's a shallow faith. He says this represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. There is an emotional response to the gospel. They receive it with joy. They're happy when they hear the gospel. They're like, man, this is great. This is amazing news. But emotions change. Sometimes you're going to be happy. Sometimes you're going to be anxious. Sometimes you're going to be sad. Sometimes you're going to be joyful. Sometimes you're going to be content. Your emotions change. If your trust in Jesus is based on an emotion, it's not really trust in Jesus. It's trust in that emotion. It's based on something that's going to change. It's based on a, unfirm, a not a firm foundation. And as soon as negativity gets into your life, he says, as soon as problems come into their life or they're persecuted for the word of God, they come down the mountain from camp. Oh, I have this joyful experience of camp. I have all these great emotions. I come down to where it's actually hard to be a Christian. I'm persecuted because of the word. Problems, negativity comes into my life. The sun scorches away my faith because it was founded in emotion. It was not founded in Christ. It was a shallow faith. So that point there was that some people believe God emotionally, but never spiritually. Matthew 13, 22. The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is choked out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth so that no fruit is produced. So the other seed that he was talking about there was they fell among the thorns, they grow up, and they're choked out by thorns. So the seeds, as a sower is sowing these seeds, he sows it and it falls into this thorn plant. The seeds kind of go through the thorns. They find good soil, but as they grow, they're choked out by the thorns. They don't actually get to grow and flourish. And Jesus says, these thorns represent the worries of life and the lure, this enticement of wealth. Some people exchange God's message for a different one. They receive the word. The seeds are scattered. It's got, it's got good soil there. But it's not really good soil because there's thorns right above it. Because there's other things right above it that are just enough to lure them, to entice them away from really growing in their relationship with Christ. Sometimes Brianna and I will watch dogs whenever people need us to. And some dogs like to sleep in a crate. And so sometimes you give them a treat and you, you put the treat in the crate. Dogs love treats. And the dog, his little happy self, goes into the crate and gets the treat. And guess what happens? Lock the door. Wow. Dogs, some dogs are kind of indifferent. Some dogs don't really like that. They're lured. 
they're enticed. And there's so many messages out there that want to lure you, that want to entice you. But as soon as you go for that tree, you're locked in that cage. You're locked in that cage. The enemy wants to choke you and keep you from successfully being a Christian. I mean, in sports, right, when you say someone choked, it means they're doing really good, and up until the end, they dropped the ball, right? They choked. In the same way, as you're doing really good, growing in your faith, the enemy wants thorns in your life to choke your faith. He doesn't want you to finish the race. The Apostle Paul says, I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. The enemy doesn't want you to get there. So he's going to put things in your life, other messages in your life, that are going to try to choke your faith and keep you from really growing and living out your faith in Christ. He wants you to exchange God's message for a different message. Something else that entices you instead. Matthew 13, 23. The seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as had been planted. Some people hear and understand God's word, and it changes their life forever. Here's the deal. Jesus changes lives. Jesus changes lives. If your life is not changed, then you did not meet Jesus. Because Jesus changes lives. An encounter with the real living Christ will change you forever. It changes your desires, changes your habits, changes everything about you. It gives you a whole new heart. He does that through the cross. God loved you so much that he became a man and died on the cross for your sins. He was raised from the grave. So in the same way, when you put your trust in him, you're saved. You're changed forever. And if Jesus changed your life, it'll cause you to make an impact on others. I mean, right there it said, the good seed, the good soil, what happens when the sower throws the seed onto the good soil, it grows. And it not just grows up its own little plant, but it helps other little plants too. It says it produces a harvest 30-fold, 60, 100 times as much as had been planted. So if you really understand the good news, you understand that this good news is something that everyone needs to hear. Because Jesus died for the sins of the world. Jesus died for your oikos, for your friends, for your family. This message is for them. And it's the best message there is. So tonight, I want you to think about which soil are you? Are you the soil that doesn't really take the time to hear God's message? Try to contemplate it and really understand it. Are you the soil that believes God emotionally, but maybe not spiritually? Now, emotions matter, okay? I'm not saying emotions don't matter. God made us with emotions, right? But our faith is not put in emotions. Our faith is in Christ. Are you the soil that exchanges God's messages for your life for different messages that lure and entice you in other ways? Are you the good soil that when the farmer throws the seed, they hear and understand God's word and it changes their life forever? Which one are you? Tonight we're going to do something a little bit different. 
Um, I want to ask you guys in your area that you are, I don't care, can, you can mix boys and girls together, whatever. Just circle up groups of six, seven, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Leaders, you guys can kind of scatter yourselves around these different groups. We're going to do like a 10-minute small group time. I have two questions for you. We're just going to reflect really quick on this, okay? So real quick, just move your chairs around, circle up, take a moment to do that, all right? Nice.